Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a very special episode of the Face Turn Podcast. I am Noah Trombley, as always, joined by Mike the Punmaster Rifkin and Lawrence Patchman Lang. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Good. You forgot to mention this is on the Sports Oh, yes, on the Sports Society Network. Of Jerk. course. I'm Dude, all hey. we're trying to do is give it a fresh identity, like the born identity. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. <laughs> I knew you were going to It all ties that. in. It all does tie in. All right. Well, listen, Matt Damon, if you're listening and we know you are, it was a good, fil- good films, dude. They were all right. All right. Tonight, we bring you guys a very special edition, like I said, of SIN's Face Turn Podcast. Tonight, we bring you the statement of the WWE address. Now, if any of you remember, Mike, you, me, and Nathan did this, I believe, a year, year and a half so ago. And a lot of the stuff we talked about, I think, in that one, some of them have been improved, but a lot of it has gotten has just stayed the same. Or has gotten even worse. So, Patchy mm-hmm. and Mike have come up with different lists of the biggest problems right now in the WWE. And we're going to go through and just kind of discuss, A, what the problems are, and B, how do you fix them? And all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. We're going to go through all the problems we have. Spoiler alert, there's a lot of them. So, how we're going to do this is I figured what we should do is just I'll ask each one of you what one of your first points is, and then we can discuss it from there. All right? All so, right. Patchy, let's start with you. What's your first biggest – what's your first problem with WWE right All now? Right. Well, I, uh, I'm going to do an honorable mention, and then it's going to be the, the real one. Um, I, di- I did mine in uh, kind of a Ten Commandments way. So number 11 is thou shalt still not mess with the Dudley boys. Just, just to break the ice, have a little fun with that one, because you know Devon always did that. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, my that, brother testify. Oh, my brother testify. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. And thou shalt not mess with the Dudley boys. But my first one is thou shalt stop with the ring name changes. I am mm-hmm. tired of. I am tired of wrestlers coming in with their name, and then it's like, oh, you know what? You're no longer Antonio Cesario. We're just going to call you Cesaro. Granted, that's one case where Cesaro worked for Cesaro, where we just dropped Antonio. But the variation of Keith Lee's names are now Bearcat Lee, as he is now known. Stop with this. It's stupid. Because all you're going to do is all you're going to do is just kick your wrestler down the mountain even further. Yeah, and it, it, it really... This isn't like obviously a huge problem. Obviously, we'll get to the bigger ones later, but the, like this is just so annoying because it's like we know who these guys are, we know what they were called, we know all this. Like, why does the name change need to happen? And why not? Why is it the wrestlers getting to choose what their names are? You know, like Matt Riddle just becoming Riddle, like that doesn't make any sense. Matt Riddle makes sense, it's a first and the last name, but just calling this guy Riddle, you might as well be called the Riddler. He might as well be called the Riddler. He might as well be at that point. Or the Riddle. The, the riddle. riddle. You can't solve them. Oh, the, the, the Riddle Nader. No more Naders. The, ter- <laughs> the Terminator and Riddles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 
I mean, the stupidest one of all of this, can we just say we all know, Dewdrop? No. What the hell's a Dewdrop? Dewdrop is wor- is bad. The Viking Experience. That was the worst name I've ever heard in my life. Like, I mean, I mean, if we, if we, if dude, we go they back were to experienced Vikings, just, just remember this in like the early 2000s, we had the lesbians. That wasn't a wrestling remember, gimmick. We, that wasn't even a wrestling gimmick though. That was just a, a prop. But, but granted that's a prop, but then we also had the heartthrobs. See, I don't mind that one. We also had the dicks. And we also had Big Dick Johnson. Not remember the dicks. I, I don't think it's to me. This one is more of like tag team. It's it's or bad names that come out. It's when you have a perfectly fine name, and then you just either shorten it or you or you throw something in there. Like Keith Bearcat Lee. Why does he need to be called Bearcat? Just Keith. Lee. It's like they want to drop the NXT part of them. Well, that's how it always put their own. Across. But they're not even putting their own yeah, spin on they it. Like, they're just—they're saying, "Oh, we put a new spin on it. We just dropped his first name." It's like, it's yeah, no, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's not doing I mean, anything. Look, not to go off on a tangent. Think of the stupid names they came up with for the retribution dudes. Yeah. Slap Mace. Jack. Mace doesn't carry around Mace and win matches by spraying Mace. The hell is that? T-bar, that's that's a prison name, T-bar. Yeah. When you and when you had perfectly good names mm-hmm. on them, like Dijak, Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, and there's like all these fine names, you gotta throw these stupid ones onto them. Yeah, I mean Dijakovic could have easily been double D. <laughs> yes, could have easily been double D. But no, yeah, you're absolutely right, Patchy. That's a that's a that's a problem. It's just calling these wrestlers by stupid names. Not going to get people over. Dewdrop is never going to get over. Piper oh, Nevin. They drop, they drop the dew on that one. With that, Mike, let's go to your first one. <laughs> so I said the tag, the tag division's got to get better and stronger. And I mean this with real teams, not just throwing two guys together and say, you do stuff. Like they started with Orton and Riddle. Real teams need a real opportunity. But Riddle and Orton have worked out. No, no, it's worked out for now. It still needs to get stronger. Stop. Think, for instance, I know he's not with the company, but Heavy Machinery was a real team for a long for a while, NXT, and then they just, okay, Tucker, we're going to completely forget about you and solely focus on Otis. And then we're going to screw Otis over. And now he has to cut his hair and shave. And now he's with Chad Gable, but we're still not going to push them. Mm-hmm. So, so I've, I've found a way around this. It's kind of one of my points. Uh, bring back the world and WWE tag team titles. Get rid of the Raw and SmackDown titles. Bring a little prestige back to your tag division. Bring back titles that you have retired that can bring a little meaning to the division. I Okay, here's the thing. While I love that idea, Patchy, the problem is, is that the titles don't make the, the teams. The teams make the titles. The SmackDown and Raw tag team titles could be great. It just they had, there's no tag teams to carry them. The pro- like Mike said, this is a huge problem just because I hate when 
Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler just form, and on this first night they're together, they're beating tag teams that have been together for, like, years. No. Just because two guys are that good together on singles runs doesn't mean that they just immediately start teaming. They just beat a team that's been together for a long time. Also, uh, like, tonight was Roode and Ziggler, the Street Profits, and Gable and Otis. Outside of that, what other teams are on Raw? No one. Yeah, you flip it to SmackDown. Who who's challenging the Usos? Kofi and Woods are not going to challenge them anymore. I don't think because you're going to give Woods some sing a singles push now. It looks like. So w- 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 the the only thing that would make sense because you move Sheamus back to SmackDown is bringing back the Bar. It's the only thing that makes but sense right the- now. Right, that makes sense for now. But it, going forward, I don't know what the tag division looks like. Right, you need more establishments. And here's the thing: like, you can have teams form, you can have like like yeah. the bar did, but you need a story to bring them together. You need them to they can't right. they can't click immediately. Like the bar did not win immediately. They had to work together, and then they finally won. That's my big problem is that when you have Rudin and Ziggler forming and on the first night, I believe they beat the New Day. It's like, no. Here's another one. Just because I know I said I hate throwing two guys together, but if you're going to do it gimmick-wise, do it tag team-wise. Put Cor- Corbin and Mo- Riddick Mosser together. Just make them a new tag team. Don't have Corbin fight for singles belts. Just make them a team because that's your plan. Mm-hmm. Although they should always wear top hats, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, so that's that's a huge thing. They got to start bringing more tag teams back. That's a huge problem right now. And the tag, I mean, we'll get into another division here in a minute. I'm sure one of you has. It's yeah, the, the divisions are just terrible. It's there's no one, and a lot of these build into a bigger problem, which again we'll get into later. Because if you if I don't hear it from you guys, I can bring up a couple of mine. So. Yeah, and as far as Patchy's years go, I, like I said, the titles will only do – Mike, I think you'll agree with me on this. The titles will only do so much. I think the titles things would make sense if you were combining the shows. But now that you're – which, by the way, they should have done that during the Thunderdome era, but I'll digress. Now that you're back on the road, everyone – needs the representation anyway of the raw smackdown which i think is stupid i'm with the apache on that but it's not going to make a difference there's also there's way too many freaking titles you could make an argument for that all righty apache let's move on to your number two my number two uh big one thou shall kill all gimmick pay-per-views for a while it's about time we retire Hell in a Cell, TLC, Extreme Rules, Elimination Chamber. You know what? Let's bring back some old, good old days. Judgment Day, Armageddon, Unforgiven. No way out. No way out. We know what? Bring back Bragging Rights. Because Bragging Rights at least had potential when it was. You got Survivor Series. Yeah, yes, yeah. We have Raw versus SmackDown, technically. But. 
bragging rights meant something. It actually showed that you you had Raw invade SmackDown. SmackDown invade Raw. When it was cool to see, you know, the brand come together to maintain their show and not get beat up by the other brand. Mm-hmm. And no, no offense, I don't want to see Hell in a Cell every year. I'd rather Hell in a Cell disappear for three years. You have a few deaths cultivating and about to boil over, and then you hear those three words. And you know what? That'll be something special because then the crowd loses their mind and goes ape shit. Same mm-hmm. thing in Elimination Chamber. You got six people. You got per- you got five of the people trying to challenge the champion. You bring back the Elimination Chamber a few years down the road. It means something again. And then the fran- it's a fresh thing to the fans. Like saying, oh, you know what? Five competitors going to face, we'll go, we're gonna, are going to face Big E for the title. Elimination Chamber. Have it at Armageddon, Judgment Day, New Year's Resolution. Here's the thing. Honestly, yeah, I'll give me almost all giving pay per view should go away because it, it lumps because again, it's you have to now do oh, it's hell in a cell time. We have to have a hell in a cell match, but the feud none of the feuds feel like they should be in hell in a cell. What was it? Uh, last year, Drew McIntyre versus Orton didn't need to be in the cell, they were funny over the title. They didn't where they want a blood feud. No, no offense, having Edge and Seth Rollins at hell in a cell crown jewel was something actually no one expected. Right. You know, the, the match was awesome, and people were into it. Like you said, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Hell in a Cell. Oh, there ain't, ain't going to be that many spots in the Hell in a Cell. Okay, maybe one person's going to go through a table or get thrown into the cell. No. <laughs> Orton, uh, Seth Rollins, Edge, they tore the house down Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Because the feud made sense for it. <laughs> it the feud sense. warranted it. And... The only one, I, Mike, I'll let you go in a second. The only one I would keep, I would keep the chamber because to me that that makes, because to me, like, when are you usually going to have five, like a five-person feud? You're not really going to have that often, but I think having the chamber on the road to Mania, I think is a good, it's a good spot for it because A, you can either do a title match in the chamber and have the champion have to run the gauntlet to go to Mania or you do like a number one contenders match in the chamber. It's like, you all want a good shot. You want to all want a shot at the title. Cool. Go to the elimination chamber. You can earn your shot for it. That's why I like, I only like elimination chamber there because of that reason. But other than that, all the other ones. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, get rid of those pay-per-views. Don't need them anymore. Um, Mike, you can go ahead. Like you're, I you're, would you're designate, I would designate the chamber. For a pay-per-view. I don't think you need to call the pay-per-view Elimination Chamber. Right, I guess that's what I meant. You could put the Chamber at no way out in February or Judgment Day. I don't that's, care. I mean, that's what they used um, to do. They used to do all the Chamber yeah. matches at no way out. Or better yet, put it at SummerSlam like it originally was. Yeah, that's fair. Do it at Survivor Series. I don't care. Just do it. Um... I TLC hasn't mattered in years, so I don't care. They've ruined Hell in a Cell by giving Hell in a Cell its own pay per view. It's not worth it anymore. Like you guys talked about with Rollins and Edge, there's no reason, unless there's a, a necessity in a feud, there's no reason to to do Hell in a Cell. Extreme Rules is one I would keep. 
but it doesn't make a difference anymore because they don't make any matches extreme rules. Everything is the same bland thing down the card. When it first came out, yeah, they did some fun stuff. Now they don't do that. If you were going to do fun stuff on extreme rules, I would keep extreme rules. Seeing you, that's With that. Well, you bring well, up a good, like, you, go ahead. No, my bad. Well, because Mike, you bring up a good point. Because I remember like the first couple times they did extreme rules, it was like every match had some sort of stipulation. It was like there's an extreme yeah. rules match, there's a last man standing match, there's a stretcher match, there's a uh, no hold, uh, false count anywhere match. There's mm-hmm. this, there's a, like, at least they had fun with it. It's like, okay, this actually justifies the pay-per-view being here because a lot of matches, you know, you know, they want to fight for the title. Go ahead. You got to go in stream rules match. That one I understand. But when you just have normal matches and then all oh, the main event is extreme rules, then don't call a pay-per-view that. Well, it's like TLC. Right. When TL- TLC first started, you had a tables match. You had a ladders match. We got a chairs match, which we never really saw. We had a stairs match. The best match ever. Eric Rowan versus Big Show. Greatest match I've ever seen. And a stairs match. (laughs) But that's the going to thing. If they're going to do gimmick pay-per-views, give us more. Extreme Rules, like you said, first came out. You had Umaga, Jeff Hardy, Falls Count Anywhere. Ended outside when Hardy jumped off top of an RV or something like that. Mm -hmm. You had Michaels and Batista, stretcher match. Uh, Last man standing match with, uh, I think it was what, Cena and Orton, Big Show got involved. Or for, seen no, an seen, a, seen an edge. Just I quit match. Give us an I quit match. We haven't seen an I quit match in a while. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the thing. It's, everything's going to be a standard show. And it's just like, no, that's not. You can't call it that because it's kind of it's false advertising. Exactly. It really you is. You can't call it extreme rules and not take it to the extreme. And this falls into another one that I have to talk about, but like I said, I'll listen to your guys and then I want to talk about them later uh, if, if you guys missed any that I have. So, Mike, let's move on to yours. What's your next one? This is very short-lived, but I'm done with the experiment. The NXT rebrand sucks. It does. And and he, 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 here's the thing, and I know... I, I could say this because I saw it on one of the dirt sheets online. They're already looking for new writers for this. So you took, because, because uh, let's be honest, for the past couple of months, Raw and SmackDown have been unwatchable to me. Well, and NXT here's, was the, go ahead. SmackDown is, bear, Smackdown is bearable. Yeah, that's, I just wanted to say really quick, like that's the reason we, we honestly, a lot of people like, People are probably wondering, like, why we have not done an episode in like a month and a half or so. It's because the product is just not watchable. I don't right. watch it week to week to week anymore. I just see what happens, and I'm like, oh, cool, nothing. Yeah, I, I watched Ready? a little bit of SmackDown Friday because they said Brock would be there, and because I enjoy the commentary of Pat McAfee. So shout out Pat McAfee. My problem is this, and. It- NXT was the best thing they had going. And they punished them the first time by moving them from Wednesday to Tuesdays because Dynamite was beating them in the ratings, which really wasn't NXT's fault, but that's all another conversation. But then you just repackage it. The set and in commercials looks like it's a set of a paintball fight. 
all these new characters, I'm not for it. I, I don't. I'm, I'm like, just not like sold the, on it. Maybe it's short. The, it's been too short. But when it was the black and gold brand, and it was actually a brand, it made sense. It was good. We were talking about how great things were. We were talking about forget just the champions, but we were talking about under mid card guys like Cameron Grimes and how he was the one of the better things on TV to the moon. Right now, we're not talking about any of this. To me, like the the only saving grace right now is I think Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. That's the only saving grace to NXT at this moment because they're just doing comedy stuff. And you know what? It makes it funny. Yeah. And and what makes this even worse is that is that they didn't need to rebrand it. It didn't need a rebranding. Mm-hmm. It was fine the way it was. And mm-hmm. I remember reading reports about how, oh, they wanted to go back to more of like a developmental brand where it's meant to be people who are the stars of tomorrow. Here's the key to that. And we'll get into a bigger point of this later. That's fine, WWE. But when you're not using anybody else on the main rosters, when the main roster sucks, you're not building people up there, then this doesn't make sense. Because where are they going to go? Just go to WWE and get bar- the main roster and get buried? That doesn't make any sense. So I, I don't know how much of the new NXT you guys watched. I don't know. Barely any. Who's co- who's coming up right now that looks like a total star? No one. Everyone that's been everyone that's on that show right now is being pushed way too fast. Why am I supposed to believe that Braun Breaker can beat Tommaso Ciampa tomorrow night for the for the NXT title? Gonna I, the only way that would have made sense if is, is if Ciampa's going to the main roster, but he said in the past he doesn't want. But from but I'm talking from a storyline perspective. We're talking we're, we've seen Ciampa beat everybody there is to beat year after year after year. Now we're supposed to believe that this kid who I've seen wrestle three times can beat Tommaso Ciampa. No, thank yeah. you. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna do stuff their way because that's the way of the future. They want to get rid of the old NXT. If it means just keep burying at the old NXT black and gold brand, that's what they're gonna do. And then three weeks later, we're going to see Tommaso Ciampa. We wish you the best in your future endeavors. Probably. And it sucks because it, doesn't need to be, it didn't need to be rebranded. It was perfect the way it was. It was its own brand. It was its own show. And obviously, we're going to get into the, the big leagues, quote unquote, in a minute because that's its own problem of its own. So, yeah, NXT rebrand, it sucks. 100% agree. Hashi, moving on with yours. Uh, oh, well, it's kind of a two-parter. Uh, thou shall stop giving Charlotte Flair title shots, and also thou shall sell. Thou shall stop playing hot potato with titles. Okay, let's break down the first part of that one first. And let me bring in this part, because this is where we want to talk about this. So a report came out after SmackDown. Now, on SmackDown, for a little context, they did a whole titles exchange ceremony between Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch was a SmackDown's champion. She's going to Raw and Charlotte was the Raw. She's going to SmackDown. So they're going to exchange the titles, which 
by the way, it's dumb anyway. Now, during the segment, Charlotte, at one point, I believe, just drops her title on the ground. She, like, like, threw it to the ground. She, like, throws it to the ground. Becky gets really visibly upset, throws her title at Charlotte, and grabs hers and storms off. Now, it's being reported that Becky Lynch was very, very upset after that segment. And it's being reported that because of the segment, it's now being reported that there have been a lot of issues with Charlotte over the last few months. She's been very difficult to work with. People don't like her anymore. People are refusing to work with her. Becky Lynch was almost ready to get into a fight with her. There's now a report saying Sony Deville almost got into a fight with her over her attitude. And she's getting a lot, a lot of heat backstage. So really interesting story coming out of this with one of the most predominant female wrestlers getting a lot of heat backstage to the point where people are willing to fight her because apparently the locker room has sided with Becky Lynch on this. That Charlotte, you're in the wrong. Your your weight, your attitude's terrible. Or we don't want to deal with this anymore. So. Patchy, you brought up the point, and so kind of lump that in together. Talk about the Charlotte, like Charlotte in general now. Well, in, in general, when Charlotte first came up, I was generally excited. Hey, it's a second-generation superstar carrying on the name of one of the greatest of all time. Okay, she wins the Divas title. Yay, she gets the first title. And then it's like, oh, hey, we're going to – Retire the Davis title, introduce the women's WWE Women's Championship. Okay, great. Great for business. You know what? Fine. Give Charlotte, give her the right piece in the right direction. And then it seemed every five months it was, Charlotte, your new Raw Women's Champion, your new SmackDown Women's Champion, your new Raw Champion, SmackDown, SmackDown, Raw, NXT. It's like, all right, um... There's two things that are happening here. You're going to kill Charlotte quicker than you are going to build her up. And two, you're discrediting all your championships because you're playing the good old game of hot potato. Because when you play hot potato, it's not good with championships. It would be like if every other month it was like, ah, you know what? Screw it. We're going to give the W title to the hurricane. And we're going to give it to Rey Mysterio. Then we're going to give it to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is going to lose to Hornswoggle. Just because it's stupid. If you want to build credibility champions, you give them a decent reign. Unless they ultimately screw themselves over. No no offense, RVD, you made a poor decision and it kind of killed your whole momentum. And then you were also downfalling the ECW rebrand. Because I think if RVD didn't pull a stun, I think ECW would have been decent as a rebrand. Because you would have had a decent first champion per se to bring the brand back maybe. and Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman maybe wouldn't have lost interest either. Okay. Well, once again, but once again, you, you, if you play hot potato with championships, it's not good for anybody, including the championship itself. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. And the Charlotte news, I'm not, I'm not surprised that she's, I feel like she's always had a very bad attitude she feels like one of these people that just has the ego of I'm the best deal with it. Don't say anything, whatever. I'm glad to see that. Maybe it's starting to fight, to push back on her. And 
there is an interesting rumor that she's just doing this so she can get fired and go to her, her uh, boyfriend, Andrade in AEW, which it wouldn't shock me at all. We'll see what happens on that front. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the hot potatoing titles is really the main issue for me, Patchy, because it doesn't, it doesn't build credibility to a champion. If a guy can win a title and then immediately loses it to some other guy, what? Okay, so you got lucky. Like, from the storyline perspective, you got lucky. Like, there was that time where it was like, Nakamura won the U.S. title on on Christmas Day. Then Rusev won it at the Rumble. And I think Nakamura won it at, like, Mania. It was just like, how many times are they going to trade this title back and forth? If it's... Go ahead. Well, we also also talked about it. We talked about Zack Ryder. He wins it at Mania. Next time, he loses it back to the Miz. Why? Like, just just because you wanted to make the fans happy and you gave Zack Ryder a moment and then you just kill him the next day? Come on. At least give him a month and then have Miz win it at the next pay-per-view. At least do it's, something like that. It's, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of like what they did to Mick Foley. He, everyone wanted him to see Mick Foley win the W Championship. They give him... The W gave them what they want, gave us what we wanted. And then it was like two months later. All right, uh, Mick, we're taking the title off you. We're sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man, Kane won the title. Lost it in what, 24 hours or three days later or something like that. 24 hours. He won the title for 24 hours. Kane was a one-time W champion, got a 24-hour reign. Yep. And... To go back to your thing of the of the swapping titles, like it's not even just a swapping title, it's the it's the swapping, it's the it's the exchanging in the current day. That's a really big problem for me. Oh hey, you're on raw, you're on SmackDown now. All right, change the titles over. It's like that makes them feel just like props. I know they are at the end of the day, but that makes them feel so cheap and so worthless because oh, just give mine to yours and give yours mine. Like just give them, just hand them over because you know they gotta be on the right show. It's like. That doesn't that doesn't make anything look good. So, which do you want me to tackle first, Charlotte or the title stuff? Whatever one you want to tackle. Okay, so I'm gonna I'll tackle titles first because that's been my big issue with the women's tag titles because randomly they get defended and then you forget who the champions are because they're not around. But then they just drop the titles. I didn't even know they were the champions. The twenty four seven title right now. Who's the champion? Well, listen. One of mine is drop the twenty four seven title because I'm I'm done with it. It's stupid. Mm. It is really stupid. I don't need to see our truth in costume every week. Try try to rob Reginald. I think it is now mm-hmm. of the title. Also. You could trim so many people off the roster just based on this title. Yeah. The, Reggie has held the title for kept, 98 days. That's fine. That's the, the only purpose he serves. Good for him. Um, you could you could have kept someone like Braun. You could have trimmed the 24-7 title crew out. Whether whether that works or not, I don't know. I don't know how it works, money wise, because 
to me, these are just cheaper superstars. And you always, when you release a bigger name, I hear the words budget cuts. No, that's, pardon my French, that's bullshit. On to Charlotte. I think ego has a lot to do with this. I'm not a therapist or a psychiatrist. I also think, in a way, she's leaned a lot on that on her last name. Oh, 100%. remember when she first came up? She didn't want to be known. She didn't want to be known as Charlotte Flair. It was just Charlotte. She didn't want to be known as Ric Flair's daughter. And then all of a sudden, it's oh, we're adding the name back on. Or are we dropping the name? I mean, she buried Rhea Ripley <clears throat> a couple of years ago at Mania. She's buried other women. Am I surprised by this? No. But I also think there's a part of me that thinks she's a little bit jealous of Becky Lynch. Probably. Because Becky, even, even though Becky's a heel, Becky's still over and there are not many people who, who cheer for her. Remember when they were... She fought Ripley at... Not Mania, but what was the other... Backlash? Me, I believe uh, so. Yeah. Okay. Remember they were chanting, we want Becky, and she flipped off the crowd? Oh, that was a Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Okay. Backlash, Money in the Bank. It's all the same. She flips off the ground. So I think there's a professional jealousy there of, yeah, you could be the face of the women's division because the higher-ups want you to be, but someone who's not even on the show is getting getting chanted for because there's not enough. The people are sick of you. And there's There so has many. to be other stars. You have to be willing to build other stars. And she's just not. And they, they're sick of you because of what Patchy said. They just they bring you in and you just get a title shot. You're John Cena. You get a title shot, you win it. Cool. Yep. All that time building up that new champion. We're just going to put it on Charlotte now just because. But like, like when Nikki, I'm going to call her Nikki Cross. I know it's Nikki Ace, it's Nikki Cross. She cashed in money in the bank. Okay, let's go. And then she just drops the belt to Charlotte. Immediately, almost immediately. But and it's just like I get I I get part of it. But like part of it is she's gonna be the one who breaks Rick's record, which is fine. But still, that's not gonna go over well. No, never is. It never will. Even with Cena right now, it's not gonna go over well. No. Nah. And yeah, just and that's a that's big. Because you make the titles feel worthless, so what are the people fighting for? Nothing. If they don't have mm-hmm. the titles to fight for. Alrighty, Mike, coming back to you. May King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring actually matter. And what I mean by that is actually push the winners of these tournaments, which should also be held yearly. The King of the Ring comes back as a yearly tournament. Queen of the Ring can come back as a yearly tournament. But then do something with the winners. Make it a pay-per-view again. Fine. Do it. Combine the two. Call it royalty and have Jerry Lawler 
Hitler hosted, for all I care. Make these people who win these tournaments matter. I'm not saying Xavier Woods has to be the, be the guy who takes the belt off of Roman Reigns because it's never going to happen. There's no reason to, be, to believe Xavier Woods can't be the Intercontinental Champion. There's no reason you can't give Zelina Vega a women's title match now because she won this tournament. If you're going to give them this opportunity, actually push them. Make those tournaments matter. Because when you don't, what was the tournament for? Mm-hmm. If all they're going to do is, oh, I'm king whoever now, cool, you're still losing. So how did you win the tournament exactly? Like Cor- Corbin, for instance, how long was Corbin King Corbin also? Forever. Gee, it was forever. It felt like it was never going to end. You know, and yeah, like when you have these worthless things, when you don't do anything with those, they make everything feel worthless. So it's like, why would I put my time into watching this if it's never going to matter in the end? If you're not going to do anything with the winner of this per- tournament, why am I watching it? Why am mm-hmm. I caring about what happens? That can be applied to anything. If you're not going to do anything with the winners of this, why would I care? If you're going to give me a Money in the Bank winner of Otis, and then you're going to take the Money in the Bank contract off of him just to give it to Miz so he can win the WWE Championship to then lose it two weeks later. What was the point of me watching any of that for the last year? You did nothing with the original winner, and you did nothing with the guy who took it off him. And you essentially buried the guy who originally won it. And the guy who won it from him. I think even Miz... I think Miz got pretty buried, too. Has and had credibility. Miz had the credibility, so that's fine. They literally killed Otis. Yeah, they did. Otis had a tag team partner who cost him the money in the bank briefcase. He had the girl. And then they separated him from the girl. He wound up with nothing. For no reason either. Exactly. For absolutely no reason. Why didn't you just have the freaking Miz win the money in the bank? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would make way more sense. All righty. Patchy, coming back to you. All right. Um. It's time this finally happened. Thou shall start mentioning other companies. By me, and by me, this, you know what? Mentioned someone went to AEW saying they turned their, you know what? It's kind of a barrier almost, but you say, you know what? They took their ball and chain and went somewhere else. You know, the, um, the reclaim, uh, the acclaimed do this all the time. You know, Christian, he used to have an edge. Mm hmm. You know what? Blatantly say, you know what? Christian left for AEW. You know what? You want to bring attention back to yourselves. You know what? You want to bring back this supposedly, you know, brand war or ratings war. You start mentioning the other company. WCW did it for years to tell you, hey, you know what? You don't want to go watch. You don't want to go watch money. And this is what happens. Undertaker beats Bret Hart. You don't want to see that. You want to see Hulk Hogan versus Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And, do it that way. And another thing, and to add on to that, Patrick, you don't have to do it in a negative way either. I like just like when AJ Styles came to WWE for the first time, they they couldn't, they wouldn't say New Japan. They were like, oh, he won titles all over the world. It's like, well, it, cool? it's in, it, it's interesting. Like they'll mention the IWGP world title. 
but they like won't mention the New Japan. They won't mention New New Japan, but though they'll, they'll mention the title that they won. Right. So it, was, it, was, it was kind of like when AJ was on um, Edge and Christian's show on the network. It, oh, well, we'll, we'll we talk about where AJ worked his last 13 years. And AJ goes, and he goes, no. And then it just shows a picture of um, Test. Uh, I think it was Trish Stratus and Albert or something along the lines of that. TNA. Funny joke at TNA. Yeah, but, it's... It's just like when you don't, when you aren't allowed to have a guy's, you won't mention a guy's history and what companies he worked at, that's not going to give him credibility. If you just simply say he won world titles somewhere, okay, where? Where did he win these? Oh, he won He won the IWGP championship in New Japan in 2015. Now someone can go back, look at those matches that he won the title in and be like, oh, cool, now he's in WWE. I'm excited for this guy. Most wrestling fans know where wrestlers come from, but the new audience, the younger kids, might want to know where they came from. So you say, hey, AJ worked in TNA from two, I think it was like 2003 or 2005 to 2016. No, he was in WWE. Uh, 2012, we'll go, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Then they go, okay, you know, AJ had these fantastic matches. Oh, look, that's Samoa Joe. I seen him he wrestling WWE. He was there. Hey, look. Christian was there. I forget who else is back and forth. People went from TNA to WWE. Jeff Hardy did it. Matt Hardy did it. Get let the fans know where these people went. It's all right. It's we're in 2021. We're not, we're not stuck in the um, early two thousands or nineties of wrestlings where. Right. It, where it was it, just w- WWE and WCW. So WWE has this mentality. I feel like if like they mention someone else, they're all going to, everyone's just going to flock to that company. It's like, and, no. And recently we've seen it where, you know, on, on Stone Cold's podcast where they'll mention TNA and, you know, when Punk had his DVD out a couple years ago where he, you know, he talked about working in Ring of Honor. See, I don't on- count that, though, because that's stuff that they can edit later. I'm talking about live. Like, remember that? Remember that mention? Jericho of- was on the Austin podcast, and the only way he would do it is if they talked about AEW. Okay, again, I don't count that because that's the network. That's only what die. They're assuming, here's the thing. They're assuming that people who are watching that are already diehards anyway. They're so scared about the casual fans who aren't going to get all that. They're so scared that if they mention another company, they're going to flock to that other company, which, like, just relax. They're not going to go there. You know, I remember that one time that Kurt Angle told, he was joking with Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens. He's like, oh, my tag division is so full. But I do hear that TNA is hiring. And everyone's like, Oh my god, not because it was a good bird, but because it was like, oh my god, they actually said DNA. How crazy is that? Because you don't hear it. And it doesn't make any sense because if you don't, none of these wrestlers have credibility then because you don't have their history. You're not mentioning where they came from. You're not mentioning what they did. So no one can go back and be like, oh, what what did he do? They think that if they mention TNA, everyone's gonna start watching Impact tomorrow night. It's like, no, you're fine. Just let it go. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. They don't have the guts to do it. They, they probably don't. don't. They don't have the guts for it. Probably don't, and they probably never will. All righty, Mike, we're back to you. Finish up with the part-timers minus Brock Lesnar. I'm done with part-timers. So we, we could talk about guys coming back. Cena's run when they first 
you know, for the summer. Okay, cool. I'm done. I'm done with the part timers. Let let's push some fresh faces. Let's roll. We can't keep relying on Brock, Cena, Rock. Can't do it. You cannot do that. You cannot do that anymore. You have to be able to push fresh fresh faces. This is the guy. For the next 10, 15, 20 years, this is the new face of our company. You can't keep going back to the old older guys. And I'm not saying it to be ageist or mean. It's just it's facts. You have to push fresh faces. Here's the thing, Mike. They they can you can use here's the thing, WWE. You can use the part-timers every once in a while if you want like a big marquee match. But the amount of times you 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 rely on them because you don't have these stars, that's the problem. You're relying on them rather than using them for like here's the thing, like I would have no problem if it's like two years from now, it's like or a year like WrestleMania time, it's like, oh hey. Cena's going to have a big marquee match at the event. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But when you're bringing Cena back for the title match because you don't have anybody else who can viably challenge for the title, that's the issue. That's yeah. when it becomes a problem. And that lumps into probably... This is probably the biggest problem that they have right now, I, I would say. They're not creating new stars. They're not yeah. creating people for the future. They are simply throwing the old people out there and thinking they're going to get over or think it's going to work. And so, you know what? What happens? Like, if I wish, I wish we could talk to Vince personally. Like, what happens when Goldberg, Orton, Cena, Rock, and Brock? Brock. When did, what happens when those five say, we're done? I'm not coming back anymore. What call are you going to do? You call the Undertaker saying, hey, I need you one more time. Well, he probably would. But but what happens? Nothing. Because you don't have anybody up. Who can fill Brock's spot? Nobody. Who can fill Cena's spot? Maybe Roman. Maybe. <clears throat> Who can fill Orton's spot? Nobody. Who can fill Rock's level of superstardom? Nobody. Nobody can fill those <laughs> levels of superstardom. And that's your biggest problem. You're not creating stars for the future. And every other problem I feel like revolves around this. You're not creating stars for your future. I look at AEW right now to compare them to. Oh, my God. Look at the amount of talent that they have as superstars. You got Adam Page. You got Moxley. You've got Jungle Boy. You've got The Acclaimed. You've got Darby Allen. You've got Sammy Guevara. Like, you've got so many guys who could step up and be these superstars. WWE, you don't have them. You have the potential to have them, but you're not using said potential. And you have some of these guys you had in your own building and you let them get away because of your ignorance and negligence to how they, what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I Moxley, I, Adam Cole. Bray Wyatt. I mean, well, if he signs there, Bray Wyatt. You know, I'm. I mean, you had these guys in your room and you let them get, get away. Why? 
or you ruined their career so much that you you made you forced them to away. FTR. Mm, that's a big one. No offense, you know it, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, it's another big one. Jim Ross. Patch, you have anything more to add on this one? No, you know it. You know, I agree. Just keep Brock Lesnar. Everyone else, get the fudge out. You know what? If you got to bring Cena back, and you know what, eventually bring The Rock back for one final hurrah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, I'm sorry. You know what? If you want, if you're gonna bring Goldberg back, let him be a manager of a stable or something. If anything, something. You know what? Have a man. The manage- stable has to be called the Goldenbergs. No, we're not going with that. You know what? If anything, have him manage um, what's-his-face in NXT that's facing Ch- um, Champa tomorrow. Rick Breaker. Steiner's kid? Yeah, Rick Steiner's kid. Rick Steiner should be the manager, but that's a whole other conversation. That's a different story for a different day, but you know what? If you're going to bring Goldberg back, at this eventually make the man a manager. Mm-hmm. You know what? It'll, you know what? It'll give everyone that essence of Goldberg, but we don't have to see Goldberg wrestle a match ever again. No, I don't. I don't need to see it. So, all right, Patchy, on to you. Um, so the one, you know what? You know what? We 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 can still have kayfabe with this, but you know what? Just mention real life couples all together now. I'm sick and tired of you know going Instagram and seeing. Okay, hey, no mention Seth and Becky had a kid. Mention that Corey Graves and Carmella are engaged. Mention who is married to the Usos. Who, what Bianca Belair and Montez? No, no, um, not Montez Ford. Yeah, Montez Ford. Montez Ford. Okay, Montez Ford. Montez Ford. My memory blank. Dud. Mention that. Just met real life couples already. It, it. I want to add a caveat. I want to add something to this one, Patchy. Talk about real life couples. Stop making them storylines just because. That's right. Stop make no. stop making these Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. They have to be together because oh, we got to capitalize on this the couple success. No, if you want to do some backstage thing where like they happen to walk by each other and they kind of smile at each other and move on, fine, that's fine. But stop with like oh, they're together. They gotta have a mixed tag match. We're gonna have a mixed tag match at the next pay per view. Why? We're going to make it a storyline now. Why? Why you got to bring real life into this? Dude, Rusev and Lana. That's a whole other story in of itself that I feel so bad for those two for because that was bullshit. I finally took down my Rusev calendar. I finally put a new one up. Oh, wow. Dude, how could you do that? I'm saving it for two years. I'm saving in two years because it'll be the same calendar again. It'll be Rusev Day again. (laughs) But that's the thing is that, you know, you got to stop letting real life dictate what you do in the wrestling ring. We know that they're different. We know that those are connected. Stop trying to act like they are. You know what I mean? Like, you know, know just mention like, all right, Selena Vega, you know, her, you can mention again, mention other companies, you know, her and her husband just got married. He's over in AEW. You might know him as Malachi Black. He was Alistair Black here. Just subtle things mm-hmm. will make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's I like that one. 
I never really thought of that though, real life and kayfabe. Keep it, keep it apart. Keep it apart, but you can use it a little bit. Right. Because eventually, you know what? You Dude, put, you, you guys are going to be mad when it's Seth and Becky versus Edge and Beth Phoenix in a mixed tag match. I'm not, I know I'm not going to be upset about that. I'll, I'll enjoy that match, actually. But Rifkin, you go. All right, Rifkin, I'll okay, get so I, I'm just going to say this. Fresh matches. Fresh stuff. It's time for it. You know what you ran on SmackDown last week? You ran Corbin versus Shinsuke Nakamura for what feels like the 400th time this year already. You know what you did tonight on Raw because we're recording this on Monday? Carmella versus Liv Morgan. The only difference is it was on Raw, not SmackDown. It's time to do different stuff. We are sick of the repetition of the same nonsense you constantly give us. I I don't need Corbin versus Nakamura because Corbin's going to win because you gave him a new gimmick and now he's going to get an intercontinental title shot. I don't give a damn about Corbin and his new gimmick. I don't. I don't need to see him fight Nakamura anymore. I don't need to see... So many other things I don't need to see. Yeah. Styles and Omos versus RK, bro. Not needed anymore. How many times have we seen it? 500? 600? You know? That's in this year alone. It's just, yeah, the the 50, it's 50, you know what? Mike, the perfect explanation is 50-50 booking. You need to stop with it. You just stop that, oh, this guy gets a win this week and this guy gets a win next week. You can't do that. No one gets built up. No one improves. No one does anything when you do this type of booking. And the and on one I want to lump up in there with that. Stop doing champion. If if a champion gets beat, that person then gets a title shot. No, that's so dumb. Because if you've already beaten the champion, you should have just won the title. And by the way, if you pin the champion in a non-title. Or a tag team match. We know you're getting a shot the next week. It's kind of an unwritten rule. Right. But like you don't need to call them a challenge or whatever the fudge you're calling it. Like if it's a tag match, that's fine if you want to beat you. But don't have it be, oh, you have to beat the champion to then get a shot as title. If I can already beat him, why can't I just win the title? It doesn't make any sense. I hate that what we've done so far with that, and it's so dumb. So, Pat, do you have anything to add to this? No, I'm good. I'm ready to move on to the next one. All right, go ahead. So, I know Rifkin says stop with so many titles, but I'm going to say this. Kill the 24-7 title, and you know what? If we yes, get... we're in agreement. I got that one damn too. Yes. The stupidest Get rid of that ever. title. You know, if, if, if we want to give more people TV times, I've seen this in a while or maybe ever, mixed tag titles. Bring back the hardcore title. I had, and yeah, bring back the hardcore title. Either give us maybe a hardcore title back where we see some little bit of hardcore again, or better yet, give us mixed tag titles or trios titles for lack of a better title. Oh, six man tag titles, fine. I, I love a six man titles. Because you know what? You can give the herpes. Ring of Honor does it. And it works out great for them. 
just give us a new unique title, not a 24-7 title, because the 24-7 title could have been a hell of a lot better, and they dropped the ball with it. It's mm-hmm. a time waster. It's filler. It's a legitimate time waster. That's all it is. For like six minutes, we're going to watch people chase someone out of the building while they have their title. Stupid. You know, you know, at least when you did the hardcore title for 24 7, you did fun stuff and you traveled everywhere with it. Like, there's one where Crash Holly, I think, pins someone while they're sleeping in their hotel room. There's one where there's like a chase down in an indoor playground or something. Fun and interesting stuff. This is just, oh, we're going to chase you throughout the arena. And it's always our truth dressed up. And Akira Tozawa is fighting with ninja guys mm-hmm. crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. But, but look, the W does this mix, the, the mix max challenge sometimes. That would have been perfect to have mixed tag titles. I thought that was better than it had any right to be. The mix max challenge was that, that, that was perfect for what it was. It was just, it was fun just wrestling. Like they had fun with it. Like who cares? Yeah. No, yeah, that's just do stuff. Just do stuff with these champions if you're going to put titles on them and stop wasting our time. So, all right. How many? That, how many oh, go I got two left after this. You got two left? Mike, how many you have left? Uh, I got two left also. Perfect. All right, Mike, let's get what's your next one? Raw has to become two hours. I had There's that as my no- next one too. Yep. There is no reason for Monday Night Raw to be three hours. It's a time waste. Drop the third hour. Go back to two hours. No one cares. Three hours is too long in the product shit. Yep. In agreeance. You know, if your product gets better, bring back the third hour. Or better yet, do Raw three hours when you have a special. You know, like when Raw turns 30 in a couple of years or when it's the 30th season premiere of Raw or you're doing Austin 316 days or I know a wrestler passes away that was relevant. Not, no, okay, well, every wrestler is relevant, but a big name wrestler like Ric Flair, you do a three-hour tribute show to Ric Flair. Something. Again, when it's warranted, just don't make it the, the normal thing just because you think it's good. The third hour has always been bad. Ever since... I really do feel like Raw went downhill when the third hour came on. When the third, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Certain three-hour Raws were really good. But when it came on permanently, that's it, when it went down. When it, at times, three-hour Raws, and it's th- ever since Raw, when Raw went to three hours, when Raw 1000 happened, in the 420-odd episodes that's happened ever since, there's maybe been will go 30 good Raws that were good Maybe. for three hours. Maybe. So that's one year since 2012 that was good Raws. Yeah, that tells you something. And you killed it also with the Raw Underground. Well, and the thing that kills me is that you would think if, okay, we're all, Raws three hours, let matches go on longer. Let's give mm-hmm. Ricochet and John Morrison more time. No, they instead try to just cram everything in. 
instead of taking the stuff that's going to be good and stretching it out. Why can't the Miz and John, like, or not the Miz, why can't Ricochet and John Morrison have a five-star match on Raw? I, Mike, I don't remember, I, I don't know if you do remember this. You remember Lucha Underground? Yes. Yeah. We know what John Morrison and, and Ricochet like can do. We know what they can do. Why wouldn't you want that on Raw? Because you're never going to be like, oh, my God, look at this great match that we had on Raw this week. You got to check out A, these two guys. You got to check out WWE, and you got to watch Raw every week because you don't know when another one's like, this is going to happen. AEW, one of the biggest things they do is they give you at least, I feel like every Dynamite and every Rampage has one match that's going to be great on it. Two weeks, like a month ago, it was, hey, first time ever, uh, Brian versus Omega. Instantly that that instantly that episode of Dynamite is sold because that one match. Get just give us stuff. If you're gonna go three hours, give us stuff. Don't try to cram everything in. And, and the other thing AEW does that they don't do is when AEW goes to commercial, they do the picture and picture thing. There are times WWE they just go full out commercial. Mm-hmm. No, if you let us go picture in a picture, we could see how good some of this is, and you don't have to rush the finish. Mm-hmm. Or in the finish on commercial break, that's happened a few times. Yeah. That's the thing. They want to get everything in before the commercial, so they either draw the thing out way longer than it needs to be because it's got to go through two commercial breaks, or they try to end it in the first, first segment. And that's, not, that's not good. That's not interesting stuff. All righty, Patchy, we're back to you. All right, my last one. Thou shall put Triple H and Steph in charge, finally. Miss Rickman needs to ride off to the sunset, go enjoy his billions in Key West or Hawaii. It's time to put Trips and Steph in charge and have Triple H bring back some integrity to the E. That's I love it. it. Yeah. It's simple as that. He should run the show. Because he got he gets it. He gets wrestling. Mike, do you have anything to say to that? No, I'm in agreement. Look, I, I've been telling, saying for how long I think Vince should hang him up. That's been the biggest problem, probably, because he's just so out of touch. He doesn't get it anymore. Yeah. Already, right, Mike. Tr- oh, sorry. All right, my my last one's not as deep or as in thought. We need real authority figures on this these shows. I'm done with the whole Adam Pierce Sonya Deville duo. If Sonya Deville could go back to wrestling, awesome. That adds depth to the women's division that kind of needs it. Adam Pierce is obviously just not a respected enough authority figure, especially when Brock Lesnar just beats the crap out of him. Well, Brock Lesnar will beat the crap Get out of anybody. Get real general managers in there. Huh? Brock Lesnar will beat the crap out of anybody, regardless of who you are. That's true. But anyway, we need, need real authority figures. You have one in NXT and Regal. Let's go back to – I don't care if you go GM, Ross SmackDown, or if you go with a full-out commissioner of the whole company. I do not care. But we need real – authority figures that say respect my authority you know what perfect situation goldberg 
Goldberg, be- Brock, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. Well, Brock would do it. Hell, if you have Triple H and Stephanie, have Shawn Michaels and the Road Dog be be that if they want it. Just someone who can back up what they say and be like, if, if someone challenges them, be like, what, you really going to do something about that? And, like and, they ruined, and they ruined it with Kurt Angle when they made Corbin Constable Corbin. Constable I feel Corbin. like I've really killed Corbin on this episode. It's nothing against Corbin. He still needs to call his um, finishing move Happy Days or have the Happy Days theme as his entrance music. Happy Corbin. There's a bad name. Happy Corbin. Just stupid ass gimmick. What is Happy his actual first name now? That's just so so bad. Yeah, they call him Happy Corbin. Yeah. Happy Corbin versus Happy Gilmore. WrestleMania match. Making it now. (laughs) Hockey fight match. Hockey fight match. All right. So you guys have run down your list, and I, I agree with every single point on there. And to me, I'll give you both a chance to do this as well, but to me, what really, what really is the the meat, and what really is the the what kind of all these problems stem from? And credit to Adam Blompier over on Wrestle Talk, who basically says this: Wrestle, like guys, WWE wrestling's not that hard. It's not that hard to book. It's not that hard to do. It's not that hard to a create interesting stories that we're behind, where we get behind these people and build them up, where we get behind them and we want them to do well and we want to see these matches and we want to watch your product. You look at the talent that, A, well, mostly that you used to have, it's not that hard. All you have to do is take the two is take two guys who people are behind or two women that people are behind and be like, okay, how can we make these two fight? all right, let's do this. Let's have this one betray this one in a tag match or something. It's not that hard. And you want the Andrew drama sometimes. You want the complicated stories. We can have those. But at the end of the day, wrestling is not that hard. I want to be the best. You want to be the best. We're going to have a match to decide who's the best, who's better. It's not that hard. Because all these problems emanate from that. It's not that hard to build someone up. You've already done it so far. You've done it with Drew McIntyre. You've done it with Randy Orton. You've done it with John Cena. You've done it with, you know, you got to just build these people up. You got to give us stuff that we want to see. It's so nice. Like, like, and I'm not saying you have to let the fans decide what everything is, but again, just the back of it, it's not that hard. Just take two guys who you see people are behind and put them in a match together. Guess what? Bam, you're done. You're going to have a five-star match on your hand. I mean, look at what AEW did. They it's they said, you like Omega, you like Brian, we're going to have him fight, and it's going to be great. And what was it, guys? It was fantastic. Just let these guys do what they do. Let the people do what you hired them to do. Hire competent writers. Hire the talent. Let them create the stuff. Stop trying to think that you know everything and that you need to put your own spin on this. Wrestling is not that hard. It's not that hard to book. Just do it. So that's my, that's my piece on this. That's, I think, ev- accomplishes everything that we just talked about. It's not that hard. It's really not. 
Mike, what do you what do you say? I, I think there's a part of that I agree with everything you said. The thing that gets me is on I don't remember the date, but there there was a time a couple of years ago, and in the ring was Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, Vince McMahon. I think Shane McMahon was in the ring as well. All four of them. And they said, we are going to give the fans what you want. Well, we're still wanting. Because you haven't given the fans what they want. We wouldn't be in this situation. Now, I know attendance things happened last year because you couldn't do anything because of COVID. But you could have still put on a good show. I said before, I don't watch Raw that much anymore. I don't really watch SmackDown. I I used to watch NXT, but that's all another problem. If you're going to be willing to give us what we want, stay true to your word. Because right now, Noah says the only reason to watch SmackDown is Roman Reigns. I disagree. I think the only reason is really for Pat McAfee's awesome commentary. Raw? I don't know. I, I mean, you, you had a fatal four-way ladder match tonight to determine who's fighting Big E for the title. Okay? Are you going to take the title straight off of Big E when everyone's behind him? To put it on one of your other stars, mm-hmm. I think the fans would prefer a Big E, a longer Big E run. Am I wrong? Um, you're not wrong. And here's the thing, Mike you 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 have this ladder match. It's like, why aren't there matches? And I'm not saying you have to have a ladder match or extreme or like a gimmick match every week, but where are those matches that make us want to watch the product? What? Here's the thing, Mike, like take next week. You announce right now that the main event of next week's Raw. Is Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor one-on-one? I'm hooked. Well, not to, not to go down this hill. Remember when Balor had to give up the title when he mm-hmm. first won because he got hurt? And they made a fatal four-way match for the next week. It was Owens, Rollins, Reigns, and Big Cass. Everyone wanted to watch that to see, okay, where are they going to go? Everyone had a feeling, all right, they're just going to put the belt on Rome and let's end it now. No, you threw the curveball by having Triple H turn on Seth and Kevin Owens won the universal title. Where's that kind of stuff? The curveballs, give it to us. We all just want the fastball down the middle. Throw the curveball so we can say, that's cool. Not as cool as Carly, though. But yeah. that's cool. And again, like it goes right to what I said. It's not that hard. Throw a curveball that makes sense. Just do stuff that makes sense. If it makes sense, you're fine. You're golden. But they they so many times try to do the swerve for the sake of a swerve. And you look back on it and go, why would that person ever do that? Why would they do this to do that? And then so they could get this? Perfect situation. We talked about it earlier. You went out. This money in the bank. Why the hell are you having Tucker turn on him? For what? You're gonna have what? Tucker align himself with Miz, and then two weeks later, uh, Tucker's cut from the company. Really? What, what was the point of that? 
What's the point of any of this? Versus you look at the, the, I think so far in the last decade, the best long-term booking story they ever did, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano in NXT. Mm-hmm. There was a a reason why Ciampa became jealous or upset with Gargano. B, the turn came at the right time. They didn't drive it to death. It came at the right time. It was shocking. And C, there was a payoff. So many times they try to do these nonsensical, nonsensical things that ruins a feud by either by either the guy doesn't it doesn't make sense for why the guy turned. They drag it out till it's dead in the water, and now no one remembers it fondly. Or the guy, the right guy, doesn't win. Or they they look like a chump. Like Edge, Edge and Seth Rollins. The feud was perfect for what it was. They had a dream match at Mania or at SummerSlam. Seth then wanted his match back because he felt like he, you know, should have won that night. So he beats Edge. He stretches him out. And now Edge wants payback. That's a simple booking story right there. Simplest you could ever get. And it paid off in Hell in a Cell, one of the best matches of the year. It's that simple. It's not that hard. Patchy, what about you? Your your wrap up on this whole thing. Uh, you know, change needs to happen sooner than later before it's too late. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. So anything else to add, guys? Nope, I'm good for the night. I got bed written on my name soon. <laughs> Mike, you all set? I'll give you until the rumble. Yeah, you've got the rumble to really prove us that he's going to be different than me. <laughs> Because it hasn't been so far, and the products have suffered because of it. There's a reason that Rampage beat SmackDown a, well, a couple weeks ago in the ratings. There's a reason. It's not AEW's that good. It's because you're that bad. And that's where I'm going to leave it. So that is going to do it for SIN's Face Turn Podcast Statement of the WWE Address so thank you guys all for joining us. You can check out this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the website, www.thesportsandsanitynetwork.com. Follow our blogs, like us on uh, Twitter, follow us on Facebook, everything. Find us where you can because we would really appreciate all the help and all the support that you guys can send our way. But for Lawrence Patchman Lang and the pun master Mike Rifkin, I am Noah Trombley. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next time.